unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello, hello. It is the Raw and Unscripted Show. It is Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Welcome to another episode. I'm excited to be here tonight. Uh, whether you're watching us live or on the replay, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and spending your time with me every single week. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for a lot of different reasons. I'm excited for the show tonight. I'm excited for life. I'm excited about the future, and I'm excited to talk with you guys here tonight. It's just myself tonight. No no guest tonight, just me, myself, and I for you beautiful folks here. So I encourage you, whether you're here live or on the replay, uh, let me know you're here. Let me see your comments. Let me know what's going on in your life. Let me know life was good. How was your weekend? Did you have a great Memorial weekend? Oh boy, Memorial weekend. Let me just tell you a story. Let me just start off with a story about life, you know, and how things get, uh, get brought to our attention sometimes that we need the opportunity to just sit and chill. What's up, Robert? Good to see you. Good to see you. He says, Hey, Christopher, uh, Ray's in the house. He says, what's up? Hey y'all day one, Teresa Turner. She's up. She's up. She's like, I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Robert's like sitting. He says, I often talk with myself. I'm in great company. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the truth because then you get the answers that you want. You got the answers you get to want. So I'm going to bless you guys here who are here early with a story. This is just something personal. People have been asking me to share more personal stuff, you know, not always be so serious about inspiration and everything. So um, a lot of great things happening in my life. A lot of hard work. Um, for the last 16 years, we've owned a travel trailer. A nice one, but it was starting to have problems, starting to have issues. And with my wife and I working so hard and everything, we said, you know, hey, let's look and, and buy a new travel trailer. So we took the plunge, we sold ours, we, and uh, we got this new travel trailer. So on Thursday, we were taking our maiden voyage. We we're going up to Paso Robles, uh, California, here in Southern California. Beautiful, beautiful place, but with some hills and some things. And, you know, I've got a truck. I've got an F-150 truck. It's just, this trailer is considerably longer. It was about nine feet longer than my other trailer. So there was a lot of stress involved. There was a lot of uncertainty involved. Will it make it? You know, what's going to happen? How's the tail swing going to be all this different stuff that was going on. And I found myself kind of just getting mired in the what ifs like, oh, you know, the, the, it has 150,000 miles on it with the transmission, all these what ifs. And I'm like, I got lost in the fact that I have a beautiful brand new trailer that I get to make memories of my son and it's bigger and it's roomier and it's nicer and it's all the different accoutrements. But here I was ruining the experience by thinking about all these different what ifs. So I finally decided, I'm like, whatever happens is going to happen. You know, it's how I respond to that situation that will either make me a happy person or a fucking miserable person. So I just let it go. And that's something I've been working on so much in my life, ladies and gentlemen, is letting go, surrendering, not being so worried and caught up in the plan A, B, and C, D, F, G, because sometimes that shit doesn't even happen. And what do we do? We waste so many precious moments of our life thinking about stuff that never happens, that fear principle. We're going to be talking about that today. The, the title of today's show is really about signposts and transitions. This story really doesn't lend that so much, but it was just an opportunity for me to, to look back and kind of just go, hey, you know, let's surrender to maybe the experience is going to be totally magical and you're going to get there with no problems and it's all going to be fine, right? Whatever it is for your life that you think about, you're like, oh, no, my God, you know, what if this happens? What if that person doesn't like me? What if I get a new job? What if, what if, what if, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. So here's what happened. 
So my truck is cool. And it's got this little thing. that says you have a hundred miles to empty based on how you're towing right now, or based on how you're moving. You know, we all have those, a lot of us have those in their cars. It says you have 63 miles to empty or whatever. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're towing a 34 foot parachute. That calculation changes when you're going over the Cajon Pass in Southern California, which is like a, a good, good clip. So, um, yeah, so that that number started changing. That number started going down drastically of how many miles I had left in my fuel tank to where it was I was going to. Guess when it told me that it told me that in the middle of fucking nowhere with no gas stations. So, you know, when it says you have zero miles left, I pushed it towing a 34 foot trailer with my wife and my son yeah you want to explain to your wife that you ran out of fucking gas on the first day of your vacation with your brand new trailer with your son after it's already taken you four and a half hours to get to where you're going so we just held our breath and i just sat there and i prayed and i prayed and i prayed and i was just like okay okay and it went to zero you have zero miles zero miles left and i was like all right let's see what the manufacturer does on this shit right it is what it is it is what it is. I get to, I, I turn my, my perspective. Now I get to find out how many miles after zero that there really is, because sometimes we don't know. And sometimes we push it. I don't push it. I know people who push it to the last minute all the time. And I'm like, fuck you. I, how do you live life like that? I can't do that. So it ran out of gas, pulled to the side of the road. And I was like, all right, I got AAA. I got RV towing. We're 3.8 miles away from a gas station, 3.8 miles from a gas station. I call AAA, do the whole thing. They put me on hold. Oh, we're receiving higher than call volumes, blah, blah, blah. My wife goes online, does the same thing. She's part of the AAA plan. She says, okay, we've got somebody coming in an hour. I'm like, fuck it. It's an hour. It's no big deal. We're on the side of the road. Let's go hang out on the side of the road. It wasn't like it was like the five freeway. It was a side, it was a, it was a smaller road. So we went out there and explored and I was thinking, okay, it's done. You know, and this actually lends into what I said before. If something happens, we'll get it fixed. We have RV towing. No big deal. They're going to bring us some gas. I'm going to start it. It's going to go and we're going to get there. Triple A, which I have to log a registration complaint with them. Um, apparently didn't get it from her, didn't get it from me and nobody showed up. So it was four hours later on the side of the road and a CHP officer showed up and me, I'm like, uh-uh, cops are not good. Leave me alone. We're good. Cop comes around and goes, do you guys need anything? And I'm like, nope, we're good. My wife says, yes, we ran out of gas. Can you please take us somewhere? And I'm like, I'm not getting the back of a cop car. So my wife jumps in the back of this California Highway Patrol officer car. Fortunately, it was a female driver. And she just speeds off. She just, she jumps into solving mode. I'm just like standing there with my son going, what just happened? My wife just got in a fucking cop car and left us ass, left our asses on the side of the road. That's fucking crazy. That's cool, man. I gave her a lot of props for doing that. So we hung out. Cop car came back. Our sheriff's, our CHP car came back, brought the gas, put it in the truck. I called that lady. Her name is Elizabeth uh, 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 Elizabeth, uh, shit, I just forgot her fucking name. All right. On live air, Elizabeth, you know who you are. Uh, Paso Robles sheriff. I think that's what actually what it was. Uh, I have her name written down. I have her card, uh, an angel. I kept calling her an angel. We put gas in the car. Fortunately, it started right up. She followed us to the gas station. I got gas. I thanked her again profusely. I called her my angel. I was like, I'm sitting here praying. I'm just like sitting here praying. Like, please, I know there's, I, I'm a good person. There's something, you know, I was sitting there thinking like, what if somebody pulls up behind me on the road and like, you know, it takes my, different things started popping in my head, but I kept that faith that it was going to be positive. And it turned out great. It was a story. I said, this is a road story for us to tell on our first week, our first travel trailer. Plus we learned a lesson. I learned a lesson. I was at a gas station for 45 minutes and I'm like, ah, we've got three quarters of a tank. We're good. Just fucking put more gas in there, dude. That's the lesson of life. Just put more gas in there, dude. When you think it, when you think you're okay, being okay, isn't great. That's what I'm getting to ladies and gentlemen, signpost and transition. Being good is okay. Being great is really good. Being fucking awesome is amazing. 
So where do you want to be in your trajectory? Where do you want to be in your, your story? So thank you guys for being here. What's going on? Uh, I'll stop here with the story here and see what you guys were writing down. Whoa, look at this. We got all sorts of, uh, all sorts of comments going on here. Mark Rodriguez is in the house. He says, dude, what's up, Mark? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, Teresa says, I love it. Um, Ray says, you've, uh, got the Holy grail of trucks, dude. Uh, yeah, well, it's a 2012 F-150 FX4 EcoBoost. That is, uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Ray says, love the what if transparency. Yeah, it's, you got to let go guys. I mean, you really got to fucking let go. It's, it's amazing. When you let, the more you let go, the better life gets and the more amazing it gets and the more people you connect with and the more signposts you see and the more transitions you have. Uh, Robert says doing exactly that was a major source of most of my anxiety in my life. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Ray says, stop it. If you guys have never seen um, the video, I'm not going to say jump this time. I'm going to say Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart, stop it. Go, well, not right now. Later on, go watch that YouTube video. Bob Newhart, stop it. It's one of the most amazing clips on how we just really do stupid shit in our life and what we could do to actually stop it. So thank you, Brother Ray. Pamela's in the house. Hello, beautiful. How are you? Thank you for spending your time with us. I hope you got your message. Um, and uh, we got some highs going on here. We got highs. We got... Uh, uh, Margaret's in the house. I love this story. Live and learn. Yes. Yes. Good evening, Margaret. Thank you for being here. Day one. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about that in a second. Let it go. What's funny, Ray, is I have a couple of books to talk to you guys about and that, I, that I've read that have really helped me with my signposts and my transitions. But that was one of the books. It's, it's right up there. It says letting go. That was one of the books that I had read that really helped me in my life. Pamela says that video is hilarious. Yes, we're, we're talking about the um, Bob Newhart. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Pamela hugs and love. I did. Uh, and then look at Ray. Ray, raise my right hand, man. He's like, here it is. Go watch it right now. Don't listen to a thing he's saying. No, I'm kidding. No, it's seriously, but it is. It's just like that jump video. It's less than two minutes and you just go watch it and you're like, okay, okay. So I learned to surrender and I'm learning. That has one of the biggest things for me is just... The trip home was fine. The trip home, we I took a different route and I was just like, all right, it is what it is. It's going to be what it is, you know, and enjoyed it. It had great moments. We were stuck in traffic. It was Memorial weekend. But the point is we came back and had a great vacation, had a great time just being ourselves and enjoying those moments and enjoying the fruits of our labor. That's one thing we have definitely need to be doing more of in life. All of us, you know, it seems like we work so hard. We work so hard. But when you look at the, the variation, the ratio of how much we work and how much we have fun, it's pretty incredible, the disparity in that. And then we wonder why we're miserable. We wonder why we're unhealthy. We're wondering why we go to short-term gratifications to escape our life for a moment. Um, so that's something I want to talk about as well. But in my life, I think about signposts are those opportunities that come up that challenge our brain and our gut at the same time. Like it's a signpost. It's like, okay, I'm in a relationship and my gut is telling me this is not the person, but my brain is saying, oh, look at the list of positives. Look at, you can't have everything you want. And we play that game with ourselves and we go, okay, brain, you must be right because everybody told us to go to school and expand our brain, not our gut, not our heart, right? We're not taught that shit. Um, so our brain goes, hey, yeah, stay in that. Just give it a little bit more time. Maybe there's something you could do to help that situation. Maybe you could be the one that saves that person. And then you get to another signpost and you go, Hmm. two signposts same person um brain guts brain heart you know soul what am i gonna okay uh, i'm gonna justify it a little bit more and i'm gonna give it a little bit more time and then you get to another signpost and you go oh yeah this is not gonna work out no 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 it's not gonna work out For, if you're fortunate if you're fortunate on the third time you actually listen to your gut versus listening to your brain because a lot of people don't trust me i talk to them every single fucking day and i'm like okay when does that shit stop does that ship stop today does that shit stop today 
or does that stop later on down the road when when it's going to get worse which 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 do you prefer which do you prefer just let me know okay um we got to stop the insanity ladies and gentlemen when you have a signpost that comes up in your life and you say oh that feels uncomfortable that feels awkward i don't want to do that i'm going to go find something that's comfortable and certain that is your immediate slap in the face to say wait a minute wait a minute not brain not brain heart gut what is this message telling me? What is, what am I supposed to get out of this message? What am I supposed to make this message mean about me or the opportunities in my life? Let me examine this from, from more of a heart centered, gut centered aspect, rather than the philosophical brain that we're so gifted with. That doesn't make much sense half the time anyway. Right. Do you agree? Do you agree? Ladies and gentlemen, do we agree? Um, and let's go with that with our gut. You know, I've talked to so many people that have been in careers that they knew from the start, from the start, ladies and gentlemen, were not their choice of careers yet how many years did you invest in it and why uh i invested 20 years because that's what my parents wanted me to do so uh what are your parents doing for you now to make you happy because you're not happy right now so what are they going to do for you now what advice do they have for you now keep going keep staying miserable or what oh my parents are gone and you're still doing the job that you don't like yeah why well because i have to why Oh, because I have a family. Okay. There's a billion other jobs out in the world. There's a billion other things you could do in the world. Why not? Oh, because this is safe and certain. Okay, great. Tell me how that's going to work out for you when you read your legacy back to yourself and you go, yeah, I was good in my life. I was mediocre in my life. I settled in my life because I didn't want to take risks. I didn't want to experience my life. Ladies and gentlemen, signposts come up. They come up and 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 then you ignore them, you ignore them, you ignore them. And then guess what? Signposts start coming up that are really big and they go, hey, Schiffer Brains, you haven't been fucking taking care of yourself. Guess what? You're now on a new journey. Now you're on a new journey. You're in a new section of your life. You passed up all the other signposts. So guess what? We're going to send you some more. But this time, if you don't pay attention to it, exponentially quicker, it's going to get worse. So ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts because there was another signpost back there that said, hey, take care of yourself. Love yourself. How many of the signposts have you got? How many can you look back on your life and think about how many different signposts you have had and what your situation was at that fork in the road? Did you trust your gut or did you trust your brain? Man, when I had a gun put to my head, and I almost was killed for not buying a pack of a carton of cigarettes because it was the wrong color because the guy thought I was racist. That was a signpost. When I tried to kill myself twice, unfortunately sucked at it. Those are signposts. When I was picked up by the cops, those are signposts. That last one with the gun to my head, that was like, hey, dude, hey, hey, I'm not playing around here. You get a couple of choices in this situation. You have you have three three roads you could take in this one. You could you could die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's yep. You could die. You get shot. You almost got shot. I was almost, I was actually carjacked one time, but fortunately I was able to speed away in a six cylinder car. Cause the guy was fucked up. That was funny. Not really. It was actually kind of scary, but uh, anyways. Um, so either death jail, or you're going to have to make a really big fucking decision about your life and leave the situation before those other two opportunities present themselves for you to be dealing with signpost. All right. That signpost meant that I, that something else was coming up. So I watched and I listened and guess what? A few days later, an opportunity came up for me to leave that motel. You guys, most of you guys know that story. So I got opportunity. So I had a signpost. Hello. Hello. Hey, dude, this shit's getting serious. Wait, I got something coming up for you. 
I'm, I, I got I got you I got you an opportunity to, to to exit the other two opportunities and go for the one that's really going to be in your best interest. But pay attention. So I went to work that day and found out that the guy was leaving his apartment for us and I could leave that motel. But one of the toughest decisions I ever had to make in my life was to leave my mom in this motel. The same one the guy tried to kill me. She was going to be a white elderly lady there with her fucking cats. Did I want to make that decision? Hell no. But I'd also didn't want to wind up dead or in jail. <laughs> you know, so I made that decision. I jumped. I jumped. I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to have a drug overdose. I didn't know if I was going to die from alcohol, uh, intoxication. I didn't know what was going to happen. But I knew one thing that if I stayed, I was not going to, I was not going down that route. Everything up in my life up until that point meant that meant that something was bigger happening for me. And for some reason, I trusted my gut, not my brain. Because during those years of being homeless, there were a lot of opportunities for me to get out of it. There was a lot of opportunities to go live with other people. You know, a lot of, I mean, really beautiful people in the world who wanted to put me up and thought I was the greatest thing. And, and I didn't. And I kept making those decisions. I kept having the signpost come up. But this one, this one was the most important one. So I took that. And then from that, I met a girl. And there was a signpost and I got married. And from there, things got crazy um, on both of our parts. We were married too young. And then we came to another signpost. Do we keep going? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Got out a pad of paper, started drawing stuff up. Still best of friends. Now we don't talk as much anymore, uh, but she's still there, a friend of mine. We text every once in a while. Um, she's friends with my wife right now. But again, a signpost. Are we going to keep doing this? Are we going to risk bringing kids into this relationship? No. Does it suck? Fuck yeah. It sucked. It was a year I ate shit. Not literally, but a year after being divorced, after being married for five years, after being in the motel, now I was by myself. My mom was doing her thing. She was, she was okay. But now I was on my own. Signpost. Okay. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to find out who I am. So I spent a year not hanging out with anybody, finding out who I was, going to school, busting my ass, going for my bachelor's degree, ultimately going for my master's degree, being that homeless seventh grade dropout who has a master's degree. A signpost debt. Okay. I'm going to do this. Another signpost. I was at a job where they were asking me for 110%. I said, show me where that is on a fucking calculator. Um, by the way, I'm already busting my ass here. And it was a signpost. It was like, Chris, you could stay here and be taken advantage of for the rest of your life and potentially have a fucking heart attack or crash your car because you're so tired when you go home at night, or you could go get another fucking job. So I went and got another job and that wound up being a job for 26 years of my life. An amazing job opportunities, advancement, money, everything. It was a great signpost. It was a great opportunity in my life. And then November 7th, 2019 happened. Another signpost. Chris, you're supposed to go coach and speak. You're supposed to go change the world. You're supposed to go write your books. You're supposed to go do your teachings. You're supposed to go out there and have an amazing life being who you are, not being in this box of being comfortably miserable. The signpost had been there. The signpost had hit me. I could tell you a couple of them where I was like, you know what? I should probably exit this vehicle right now because I don't think it's going down the track that I ultimately want to end up on. I don't want to end up on that destination. Kept seeing it, but my brain was like, ooh, here's a justification. 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 My gut was going, eh, 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 Okay, okay. And then the signpost came up. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get signposts all the time. Think about the situations that you've been in your life. I have had near-death experiences. I was drunk driving one night. I'm not proud of this. And I came to a spot where it was raining and I had to get off the freeway and I forgot that there was a sharp turn and I almost went over the side. A Bronco, I had 33-inch tires. No, I think I had 31s at that time. 31s and a half. 
big ass tires, little bitty curb, little bitty curb could have just went straight over. Probably when I went ass over tea kettle, I don't know if I would have died, but God knows what would happen. Um, so there have been signposts in my life. That's when I stopped drinking and driving. I was like, okay, wow. And this beautiful thing called Uber came about and I'm like, Ooh, I could just pay somebody else to get me there. Oh, that's right. They had taxi cabs. I forgot about that, but I was too cheap and too stupid to do that. Um, so fortunately I never injured anybody wound up in the, in, in, uh, in a holding cell in Irvine County jail, Irvine city jail one time for being quote unquote drunk in public, but they were just messing with me because I was kind of messing with them. Anyway, that's another story. So we've had these different opportunities in our life to see where it is that we can pivot, where it is that we can grow. My opportunity in my life is that I always want to be the best version of myself as I continue to grow every single day. And I hear people like, oh, you know, I just want to, I don't want to grow anymore and I don't want to have time to read. And so I'm like, then stay comfortably miserable. Then stay comfortably miserable. That's, that's, um, that's what I got to say about that. I just want to go back here and see if we have any, uh, any comments going on here. Cause I've, uh, yeah, uh, race is deep and real. Well, I just try to bring you guys different aspects of who I am and what's going on, because it, the moment I'm more vulnerable and more transparent with all of you guys, even more so than I ever have been, the more we connect and the more we connect, the more perhaps that you're going to delve inside of yourself and say, hey, let me ask myself those same questions. I've known Christopher now. I've watched Christopher now for so many years, but now let me apply this principle or these facts in my life. Let me apply. Let me turn the mirror on everybody else, because if I ask any of you guys, Oh, what advice would you give somebody for this? What, you guys are coaches. We're all coaches. We all know the answers. It's just a question of taking that accountability mirror that you guys see me fetch out of my desk every once in a while and going, hey, what advice would you give yourself right now? So think about that. Think about, think about the signposts and think about the transitions in your life and look for opportunities to see things from a different lens, right? So many times in life, and you guys have heard me talk about this uh, quite a bit recently, but I'm going to pound it into your heads because I'm pounding it into mine. Again, we don't learn lessons overnight. We learn them by saying them in different ways at different moments that click. So I'm always planting seeds for you guys. I'm planting seeds for myself. It's always about forward germination and that one day you're going to execute on something that I've said because you're like, bam, he just said it in such a way that now I get it based on where I'm at in my journey. Um, don't ignore don't ignore the opportunities in your life to grow and, and don't try to sit there and, and, and try to escape life without having things be painful or hard. Let's change our perspective about what pain and what hard really is, right? Okay. So one of the books I want to talk to you about tonight, this gentleman right here, David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. Do not read this if you don't like the language that I use on the show because this is this is unfiltered shit right here. Um, I studied this guy, David Goggins, and I still study him. There's a, there's a great, there's a great interview. If you want this, I could put it in the, the chat or probably Ray could put it in the chat. Um, it's a, a Tom Billyu interview with David Goggins. There's two aspects of it. Um, but I will post it. This, this guy, he changed his perspective about pain. He changed his perspective about pain. I mean, I'm not going out there and advocating that anybody become David Goggins, but what I'm advocating is the fact that we don't have to sit there and look at pain and view pain as something that's negative and something we should avoid. That's what we were told by our caretakers. Why? Because they didn't want to deal with us eating and being in pain. Oh, Johnny, don't cross the street. Don't get hurt. What, what she's really saying is Johnny, don't cross the street and get hurt because I don't have to deal with that. Obviously, we don't want our kids to deal with that as, in the same respect, but how do we change our perspective about pain? How do we look forward to the opportunity that maybe we have to eat shit for a year or eat shit for three years, whatever it is. I'm talking about pain and things being hard, but if we're blessed, we're going to go through those three years anyway. And we know time is going by faster and faster and faster. For, so why not look at the perspective of growth that you have in the past? Like when you look at, at things you've grown through, oh, geez, yeah, that was a rough couple of years of my life, right? I've said it. That was a rough couple of years of my life. 
However, however, what did I gain from that? Not the woe is me. Oh, a rough couple. No, what did I gain from that? Ooh, I gained resiliency. I gained confidence. I gained clarity. It sucked. But it was probably one of the best experiences of my life, right? Change the words that you're saying to yourself. Change the perspective you're having on negative situations in your life. And I'm not saying put on rose-colored glasses, but look at all the different mistakes and the failures and all the different things in your life have made you the person that you are today. And every day we wake up and we have a choice. Who am I going to be today? Who am I intending on being today? By a show in the comments, how many people have ever asked yourself that question? Who do I intend on being today? Right? Who do I intend on being today? I wake up and I say, here are my intentions of today. My intentions today are to be present and playful with my son. My intentions today are to go out and make the world a better place for who I am and what I say and what I do. My intentions today are to be a loving husband and a great friend and a great father. Whatever they might be in that particular moment. And then I wake up and I set out to, to achieve that intention. And we wake up in the morning with the intention of just to survive the day. Think about that. I just got to get through today. And sometimes we do. I'm not discounting that. I have been in situations where I just have to get through the next fucking hour. I quit opioids twice. Oh boy. <laughs> you want to talk about going from taking five or six Percocets a day to going down to two. I think I went down to two for a couple of days, which was okay. And then I stopped. And then I'd be like, oh, it's three o'clock. I usually, nope, I don't take a pill anymore. Oh, it's seven. Let's get through this hour. Let's get through the next hour. Let's get through the next hour. Then I can go to sleep and then I'm going to wake up because then I'm going to have a couple of hours where I don't have to think about this. And then I'm going to get up and I'm going to do things that detract, distract my attention from the thing that I'm giving up or I'm actually loving myself for doing. And you just get through those moments that way. But I don't want your entire life to be that. Nobody's entire life should be surviving just to get through the day, to take a vacation every five years for a week or two weeks to escape it all, to go back to the same fucking way it was. Stupidity. I'm not saying we're stupid people, but we do it because we don't see the signs. We don't see the signposts. We don't see the opportunity for transition. So one of the things, one of the books that I like to tell you guys about, I haven't talked about this one in a while, Awaken the Giant Within. Look at that. That's a huge book. That was probably the biggest book I read up until that point in my life that was not a school book. But there was, oh my God, you, you, I mean, you should see the highlighting in here. It's, it's actually really old now. Um, maybe it's crazy. It's, it's just, it's highlighted to hell. It's highlighted to hell. Um, when I read this, I got halfway through it. I remember I was at LA Fitness Gym and it occurred to me, I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm the one that's making all these choices and decisions that I'm not happy with. And I'm making them because I'm using the excuse that other people wanted me to make or told me I should make them. But what does my gut tell me? What does my soul tell me? Awakening the Giant Within was, was a masterpiece. That's actually actually one book I should go back and read. Um, I listen to it on audio every once in a while, but that was a great one. And I guess just while I'm talking about books, um, this one too, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. There's a book after that um, that I have, but because that book was so great, I don't even think I read the other one. It was it was uh, Feel the Fear. It was another one that came out after that, but, but that changed that changed my perspective as well. So my point is, 
I've always continued to learn. I've always continued to grow. I've always continued to lean on the fact that if what has worked for me in the past worked then, then why shouldn't it continue to work now? And I'm talking about in basic level of continuing to grow and learn myself and to face, face difficult situations head on. Much rather do that than wait for those signposts to beat me upside the fucking head every other day. No, now it's about really listening and about in those situations, who do I have to become now to get where I'm going in the future? Who do I have to become now to get where I'm going in the future? Or another question that you guys know that, that I love to say is, is this, whatever you're doing in that moment, is this getting me closer to or further from my stated objectives in my life? Now, what are your stated objectives in life? Obviously we have Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? I need, I need, I need shelter. I need food. I need clothing. I need, I need the essentials, right? But then what else, what else is it that you need? What else is it that you want? What legacy are you here to fulfill? I see so many people just going through the motions, hoping, wishing, and praying that they're going to figure it out. You listen to your guts. You're going to figure it out. You listen to your brain. You might stay comfortably miserable. You might be okay. You might, you might not rock the boat. You may get to the end of your journey. I'm like, I had a good life. I wake, woke up every day and I had eggs Benedict and I had my coffee. And then I, that's great. If you aspire for that, that's great. But if you don't, if you want to go out with a fucking bang, what are you here for? What are you here for? And what are you running away from? That's my question for you. What do you, <laughs> what, who, why are you here? Why? If you can answer that question, why are you here? I know I'm here. I'm here to rock this world. I'm here to set it on its ass. The stuff I'm going to be doing with Princeton and Clark and Evolve Mastery and changing the personal development industry. You talk about Tony Robbins. We're going to kind of go up against him. Yeah. Not that he's a bad dude, but there's other things I'll be talking about more about that later. Um, my point in this conversation right now is to make sure that we all take the opportunity to grow and, and, and challenge ourselves even more. So, uh, let me go back and let me check out some of these comments here for a second. Cause I'm just kind of like on a roll, just following my heart. Uh, la, 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 la. Ray says, who am I today? Um, Robert, I am only good to be me. It could take a surprising amount. Some days I get, I, I, when I tell my wife, sometimes I'm like, dude, you don't want to be in my brain, you know, cause I have ADD, ADHD, whatever you want to call it. I don't have it. I'm diagnosed with it. You know? Don't, don't chew me up all my words. Um, but I'm like, some days I'm like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's like walking into Best Buy and seeing all the TVs in the section and, and all the TVs are on different stations and they're all turned up to 11. That's what my brain is. Sometimes it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. This is just gonna be one of those days. I'm just gonna have to make it through the shit storm and get through the, one of those days. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ray, uh, Ray says uh, hashtag fucking kick-ass strategy. No fucking kick-ass transparency. Truth be told, guys, I really should probably be wearing these to be able to see the screen, but I don't like wearing them. So, uh, <laughs> hey, Serena Buffalino's in the house. I love you. She says, love you. She says, yes, yes, yes. Serena, so great seeing you today. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know I'm on the board of directors now for helphealhumanity.org. So we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Thank you for that little reminder, that little plug in there, Serena. Um, yes, 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 yes. We got a lot of stuff coming up. And uh, Ray, is, Ray is doing a great job in here of putting... I'm putting some links in here. So thank you, brother, for doing that. Uh, so yeah, let's talk. Let's just talk about signs and transitions. Uh, Barbara's in the house. What's up? She says, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We got some uh, introductions going on here. Um, yes, 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 yes. So um, so yeah, speaking of a 75 hard, 
It's a program that I've done before, um, back in September of 2019, actually, uh, I did it and it was just something I knew about that I didn't want to do because I felt that it was okay. I was like, I don't want to do this. I know that. So anyways, um, over the years, I've always thought about doing it again. I was like, you know, I think it's one of those things that you just go back to when you really need to kind of call yourself out on your own shit, when you're, when you're being too mediocre or too complacent or too comfortable. And so I started realizing, and, and earlier this year, you guys may have been following, I took three months and I didn't drink alcohol for three months. So it's not, I could do any of these things anytime that I want to, but I sat there and I said, I should do 75 hard during the summer. Like when I love to drink and love to eat and love to relax and don't mind putting on 10, 15 pounds, no big deal. I got dad bod. It, it just looks like extra gushy shit. You know, it's all right. And as soon as I said, as soon as I came up with those, those, those excuses, I was like, oh, you don't want to do it because it's summertime. Da, da, da. You could do it, but hmm, nah, you could do it in October. No, 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 no. Why don't, no. Where are you going? What is it that you're doing? What is it that you need from yourself in order to get to that next level in your life that you keep talking about, Chris? I mean, I operate at a great efficiency level. I am super hyper. I have super energy, I'm creative and all that other stuff. Even when I drink, even when I, I gain a few extra pounds, even when I'm kind of lazy, I'm still on. And I'm still good. But again, like I said at the beginning of the show, do you want to be good? Do you want to be great? Do you want to be excellent? Do you want to be extraordinary? Do you want to be amazing? What do you want to be? Where are you going? Life is happening right now. In case you didn't know, it's, it's beautiful. It's an amazing life. It's beautiful. It's happening right now for you, for me. But the universe, the vibrations say, hey, just like they did with that gun. And then the, the next couple of days, it's like this opportunity to get out of this, this, this shit storm that you're in. Here's your signpost, Chris. What are you going to do? And so when I think about going from that extra level of where it is that I want to change the world, finish my book, do more stuff. If I continue to do what I've always done, I will continue to get what I've always got, which is good. I mean, I have a great life. But where's that extraordinary? Where's that amazing? Where's that? Holy shit, I'm taking risks. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm jumping. <gasps> When's the last time you had that feeling? When's the last time you had that feeling about your life? Your life. Your life. Nobody else's life. Read the book right there. Right there. Victor Frankel, Man's Search for, Me Man's Search for Meaning. You see what I'm saying? I continue to learn. I continue to grow. I continue to invest in myself. Coaches, mentors. Uh, masterminds, books, education, everything. So when I sat there and I saw my, and I heard myself saying 75 hard in the summertime, no, no. And you guys can go look at the details if you don't know what it is. Um, so something called to me and I created a, I created a Facebook group. I said, I'm going to take people along this journey with me. I'm not going to charge anything. You know, he doesn't charge for the program. I'm not going to charge for the program. I just want to help people. I'm just going to take people on this journey and, pr and perhaps I'm going to, I'm going to inspire some people to do this. So I immediately turned it from, yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't need to do it, but all right. Something is speaking to me to be able to do this. Maybe I'm going to help save one person from, from ruining their life by the, 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 the dietary choices they're making or by the fact they haven't been working on the fact they haven't been drinking water, the fact they haven't been reading a book, all the things that we're doing in 75 hard. So I created the group and I fully expected to have five or six people that were going to be halfway committed and kind of go, wow, I thought this was going to be really cool, but this is really a lot of work and not do it. There's 24 people in the group. Ray is one of those people in the group. Uh, I haven't been able to see, uh, and Ray already Ray, your, your, your commitment, your dedication to changing your lifestyle, dude, holy massive respect, massive. I'm not going to go into the details of your lifestyle and everything, but you have got to that point where you have that signpost going, Hey, you have that signpost. Whack. 
you know, whenever you've been hitting the forehead so hard, you like think your brain's going to break. Whack. Oh, oh, you're like Jim from taxi. Hey, what do I got to do? If you guys are too young and don't know that reference, then fuck you. <laughs> Jim from taxi. Go Google that shit. Look at Ray's posting. Uh, he's posting books in here. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Steve Gapes is in the house. What's up, Steve? Unstoppable. Your hashtag your life. Uh, Robert says you'll be changing the world. Absolutely. I already am. And, and to change the world, all we have to do is we have to just be the change we want to see. Just be the change you want to see. Hurt people, hurt people. There's a lot of hurt and devastation going on in this world right now. And I quite honestly, I put my head in the sand and I've been putting my head in the sand, but I'm going to start pulling my head out of it and seeing what's really going on in this world. Getting more vocal about different sides of what's of what's going on and take that level, take it to the next level. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of hurt people out there. And I believe if we can get to those hurt people and we can get some of that, that healing going on, that forgiveness, that empathy, start looking through the lens of love versus the lens of fear. Then a lot of the hurting that, and a lot of the, the, the name calling and all the other shit that's going on in the world. Why would I want to yell at you if I'm in love with myself and I'm in love with the people that are around me? Why, why? Okay. You're on your journey. Be on your journey. If you want to be mad, go be mad. How's that working for you? Go be mad. People have been mad for the last year. I'm like, how's that working for you? Did anything change for you? No, you lost a bunch of more friends. You increased your cortisol level to a fuckload amount. You probably aged yourself. You probably drank more. You probably ate more shit. You probably fucked up your skin more. For what? For being miserable and mad. And hmm. all that to say, I'm going to be more vocal about that stuff because I want to, I want to, I want to reach those people. So in order to do that, I have to take myself to the next level. I have to take myself to the next level clarity wise and everything else. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And today is day one of 75 hard. It's all good. I've done my one workout uh, indoors. I've drank my one gallon of water. I still have my other workout to do outdoors. It is 7:38 PM right now. So I anticipate I'm going to be doing that at 10 o'clock tonight. I'll probably have to go take a walk the first day out. I'm already challenged on my time because I didn't, I didn't strategize very well. So through 75 hard, when I did the last time, it was incredible. The amount of confidence, the amount of clarity, the amount of really, I was thinking about it today, the amount of shit that I stopped tolerating for myself, right? You know, you think about just getting by, oh, I'll just pick up a few pieces of, of stuff on the floor. It's like, if I was having company coming over, would I just pick up all 20 pieces of things on the floor, whatever it might be? I'm just using as you start taking yourself to the next level. You start, you stop with this excuses like, oh yeah, I got to do the side yard. All right, we'll do the side yard. Count that as one of your 45, 45 minute workouts outside and clear out your side car, side yard. Go take it to the dump, get rid of it. I got so much accomplished last time and I was on fire. I was like, I had just had this overwhelming conquest of, of I don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. I'm not dealing with my stuff anymore. I'm, I'm working out and I'm taking care of myself. I'm not drinking. I'm not eating. I'm being hundred percent committed to doing this thing. I'm reading those 10 pages every day. You start looking at stuff. It's like, why has that been sitting over there for so long? What, what, what am I, what's stopping me from dealing with that? Just go deal with it. Just five, four, three, two, one, Mel Robbins, go deal with it. You start getting yourself on a pace to take that energy to the next vibrational level. And then the universe goes, Hey, now you're ready to go speak in 20 different countries. Now you're, now you're maximizing your vessel by getting in shape and working out twice a day and drinking a lot of stuff that I already do. But now I'm telling the universe, like, Hey, if there's something extra in the tank, let's do it. Let's bring it. And let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Right. Well, I've been going for 40 minutes. Um, yes. Ray, 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 20, Ray says, uh, he says, I have 24 ounces left and uh, reading left and is smiling. 
Yes, 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 yes. This is just this is day one. This is day one. Um, if if you're watching this, I, I will do this because I'm not gonna let anybody in the group after today. So if you if you're watching this tonight, whenever, right now, and you still want to get in there, uh, send me a private message. I'll let you in. But I promise that after this, I'm not starting anybody on the 75 hour program a day late. Oh, I'll just keep. I'll just be a day late or two days late. No, uh, -uh. no. The purpose of this is to shut it down. Get everybody in there who wants to do it, because. The people that are in there have had signposts. They have shared with me the situations health-wise or whatever-wise in their life where they've just continued to do what they've always done. And now they're like, okay, Chris, I'm ready to do this. That's the beauty of everything that I'm talking about, guys, is it's your life. Stay with me. It's your life. They're your choices. Nobody else's. So if you have any issues in life, why you're unhappy or unhealthy, then go to that accountability mirror and say, hey, I'm going to do this for myself. Not 75 hour. I'm not saying that. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to picking one thing that by which if I eliminated from my life, my health would be exponentially better. Now I know for some of you, that question just made your ass pucker. What's the one thing that by which doing or eliminating from my diet or eliminating from eliminating from my life would make me that much healthier and happier? Ooh, how about that? How about that? Oh, that's a tough thing. Again, painful decisions lead to ultimate growth. You are not going to get through this life by dodging and, and oh, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a pill that's going to do this. And I'm going to, and I'm going to take this course. That's going to make me this really quick. And it's a, no, the gifts of life come through that through that, through that rawness, through that transparency, through that vulnerability, through that saying, Hey, listen, whatever you got for me, let's go, let's dance. Whatever I got to go through in my life, I want to go through it. And I know there's going to be so many other different things that are going to challenge me in my life. And I'm not going to get away with it as easy as, ooh, a CHP officer came by and gave me gas. I know that. So I'm preparing myself now for whatever battles that I have coming up in the rest of my life that I'm gifted with. I'm 52 years old. I don't want to get weaker as I get older. Uh, no, 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 no. You get weaker, you're more susceptible. You get weaker, your bones get... It does not make sense. It does not compute as somebody I used to know would say does not compute. Yeah. You get older, you should take better care of yourself. So I've partied my ass off over the years. I partied my ass off for the last two weeks. In case you can't tell, I'm like puffy as shit. I've been drinking Jack Daniels. Like it's going out of style. I was eating fattening food and, and flour and sugar and marshmallows and all sorts of crap. I was enjoying myself. But I could tell you right now, the person I am today will not be how I feel in, in even two weeks. I know two weeks, I'm gonna have to go through this detox and get rid of all this shit and start to feel better, start to feel like a homeostasis. So, okay, now I feel better after getting all that crap out of my system. And then I know the next 20 days are just gonna be building blocks of, okay, I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit better. And then after those 20 days, I'm gonna be like, now I got my groove back. And then you realize what it is that you've lost because you've lost it progressively over time. All of the shit that's in your life did not happen overnight. Hello, McFly. So if it took you 20 years to get in the shit that you're in, give yourself five to get out of it. Give yourself five. Hey, I've had 50, I've had 20 years of doing this to my body or living my life this way or living this fear style. Give yourself time to go through it. Give yourself time to get to know yourself again. I know so many people are coming to me for coaching right now. They're like, I don't even know who I am, Chris. There are people like I was They're like, you thought you were something based on your job. You thought you were something based on the relationship you were in. You, you know, I've seen parents that go, I've watched, I've literally watched people go from not having kids to having kids to having their kids graduate. And then watching that cycle of how that all impacted them at various points in their life. And for them to get out there and go, wow, I'm 50, same age as me, literally. Um, 
going, uh, yeah, I, I did everything for my parents and then I did everything for my spouse and then I did everything for my kids. And now I'm like, oh, oh, and that's okay. That's part of the journey. I think we start waking up at this part of our life. That's why I'm so excited about coaching more people like myself. You know, I used to want to coach everybody. No, no, no. I want to coach the people who are having the signpost, wake up and go, you know what? I don't want another signpost to go by me and have something ultimately tragic happen where I can look back and go, you know what, Chris, or whatever your name is, had I made, had I watched those signposts, had I really listened to them, I probably wouldn't be in this situation right now. And I hate that because that's regrets. And you guys know me from social media. No regrets, no regrets, no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. So you have an opportunity from this conversation tonight. You have an opportunity to write some things down and to take actions. What is that one thing that you could do? For some people, it's smoking. For some people, it's drinking. For some people, it's eating. For some people, it's shopping. For some people, it's gambling. For some people, X, X, sex, whatever it might be, whatever it is for you. And then listen to your, listen to your thought process. Oh, that'll be hard. Oh, I don't want to do that. Now is not the right time. I got this. Is that, is that, is that dialogue working for you? Where's that dialogue coming from? You. How about, you know what? I've done this long enough. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not. I am not going to do it anymore. And then do that. Not easy. No, no. I've quit smoking. I've quit drinking. I've quit opioids. I quit smoking pot. I've quit it all. So I've experienced all the different things. You get through it. And through that, you get stronger and you get stronger and you get stronger to the point where you can be like me. I could, I, I socially smoked for 10 years. I used to smoke two packs of cigarettes and I quit. And then one day I was like, eh, I just don't want to do it anymore. I didn't do it. I had a signpost actually, to be truthfully honest with you. I stood up one time. It was almost, it was like, it wasn't New Year's Eve, but it was getting close. It was between Christmas and New Year's Eve. And we've been partying a lot and just having a good time. And I stood up and I got really lightheaded and I was like, and I felt my, my heart racing. And I was like, yeah, hey, I'm not doing those anymore. I never had a social social cigarette ever again. I was like, no, because I know what to do. And I know the language that we use on ourselves is not conducive to our success because we want to stay comfortable. It's going to be hard. Hey, do it now or do it later. Hey, my mom never gave up smoking. Guess what? She died at 69 years old of lung cancer. It's going to be too hard. Didn't want to do it. Didn't felt she didn't feel she had to do it. I don't care if people don't like the smell of smoke. And then my mom said to me in a hospital room, this is no shit. Um, probably about a month or two before she passed away, she said, and I quote, tell Barbara, it's not worth it. And that was the first time my mom ever, 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 ever accepted responsibility for her actions in that respect. And she knew it was too late. She finally said, fuck, I got this wrong smoking. It's not that it's not I'm sitting in traffic for LA in 20 years of traffic. She used to see, you know, Oh, I'm going to, if I ever get lung cancer, it's because I sat in traffic with the windows down. I never had air conditioning. Oh, okay. You got it all predicted. You got it all worked out. How you're going to, how you're going to get lung cancer. That's great. I love your focus. I love your energy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. My wife's name is Barbara. My wife at that time smoked cigarettes. And so for my mom to make that ad admission, just reminded me again, that we could tell ourselves so many stories about how we're going to be when this is that and when this is that i've had people tell me that just with 75 or, oh it's not convenient for me right now i'm sorry fuck off and i mean that in a loving way please don't let me go oh my god it's not convenient for me either i just found out i'm going to be flying to um detroit and not drinking i don't fly and not i don't fly and not drink end of story <laughs> but guess what 
I'm going to do it this time. Guess what? I'm going to get resourceful on what other tools I have to get through those moments where I would normally do something that I know calms me. So I'll do breath work, which reminds me, I got to do a, a video for, for, uh, for Sarah Novak, who was my breathworks coach, by the way, look her up, Sarah Novak. Um, so I'll do that. You know, maybe I'll do some meditating. Maybe I'll listen to some calming music. Maybe I'll just go, Hey, Chris, the plane's going to fucking get there. It's no big deal. Just like I told you about the story with the, with the gasoline, just or with the truck and the towing. If you guys didn't check that out, I was at the beginning of the show. Again, I will get through it. I want to get through it. I want to go and do that experience dead ass sober. Normally I drink. Normally I get a little, oh, okay. I don't like flying. I mean, I've flown, actually, I flew back from Australia sober one time. That was a stupid move. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to drink. I spent 14 hours on a plane sober, every minute of it being miserable. But I stuck to it because, again, I made that promise to myself. I could easily say, oh, this is stupid. I'm like, no, no, no. If this is stupid, then I need to do this. And this was back in 1999. So, again, you guys are way stronger. We are all way stronger than we give ourselves even the fucking slightest bit of credit for. Because if somebody walked in your house right now and put a gun to your head and said, hey, for the next 75 days, you get to do this. Or for the, hey, whatever, you know, hey, guess what? You smoke. Um, if you don't pick up a cigarette again, I won't pull the trigger. Fucking throw the fucking things up. No, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Obviously, consult a doctor and all other good shit. But I'm here to tell you guys, again, to wrap the show up, signposts. When they go, and you go, <laughs> you missed me. You almost got me. Another signpost. <laughs> you only have yourself to blame if you ignore those signposts and you wind up in a situation where it's going to cause you regret. End of story, period. I want to check out some of these comments and we'll end the show. Um, it's kind of fun doing it just by myself. I love interviewing people, but... Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's good just to, for me to talk every once in a while. Uh, Ray is saying, signpost, wake up. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, and Robert, brilliant, brilliant. Next time, no one gets the benefit of doubt, and there will be a next time. Perhaps. Perhaps there will. Perhaps there won't be. I've seen people who did not have that extra opportunity, trust me. Uh, and it sucks. And it sucks. I see people. I see people um, experience regret. I see it. I see it all the time. I see people start to see the regret of the choices that they've been making and then really try to change that. And that's the beauty. That's what I love doing as a no excuses coach is getting people out of that situation right here. Yeah, exactly. Steve says, um, Steve says, uh, comfortability, comfortable is my problem. Yeah, it is. So what are you going to do to change it? Right. And sometimes doing it alone isn't the best way to do it. I've done a lot of things on my own, but let me tell you this, and this is not a fucking commercial for coaching, but when I got coaching and when I got into masterminds and when I got accountability partners, guess what? My level of success, my level, level of personal inner peace rose so much in such a quicker amount of time than it ever would have if I would have done it on my own. So let me just say that Susan days in the house. She's like, Hey, Susan's a part of the 70, uh, 75 hard program. So thank you, Susan. Uh, I saw you out there walking. Let's uh, we're going after it tomorrow's day two. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, let's do that. Monica's in the house. She says, um, I can hook you up with the best CBD for the flight. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I am a card carrying CBD member of Highway 101. So I've got Chill, I've got Alleviate, and I've got Boost. So yes, but uh, I would love to know what your, your what your connection is. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, yes. 
Uh, Sharon says, um, yes, you can't do it on your own. Right. I mean, he can, but trust me, it's way better when you have accountability partners and you have people that are, that are grinding it out with you. That's why I created the 75 hard quite honestly, in full transparency, because I know if I was leading it, then I would have even more ammunition to do it on those days where I didn't want to do it. It's like, man, I'm, everybody's watching me. So I, I plan on going on and doing videos in that group and saying, Hey, listen, guys, today was a struggle. You know, today I wasn't feeling my best, whatever it could be tonight and be like, okay, I'm going to go play with my son. I got to have dinner. And then I still have to do my 45 minute workout and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, Ray says uh, great show. My dear friend was from the heart. I have mad respect for your commitment to help others while helping yourself. Well done, Chris. Oh man. Thank you. Thank you. We're a team. We're a family. That's why I call you guys my misfits for life. Misfits for life of the kick-ass nation, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, no, no. Susan says, Susan says, I think I'm the only female in there. No, actually my wife is in there. Um, and then we have a couple other people just recently posted in there. I think some people might try to be wallflowers, but no, you're definitely not the only female in there. And my encouragement is to get everybody else in there speaking as well, or I'm going to kick them out of the group because, um, this is not a place just to sit, watch, watch by and go, Oh, wow. You know, what are they doing with the 75 hard thing? It's like, you're either in or you're out. And that's the way you need to be with your life. Ladies and gentlemen, you're either in or out. You're either in or out. If it's not convenient for you, then wait until the next signpost wraps you upside the head and you go, Oh, if I would have done this five years ago, I'd be so much better off right now. If I did it, whatever, whatever it is for your journey. My, my goal here is to plant seeds and that whether they germinate tomorrow, they germinate next week, five years from now, you go, Oh, this is what Chris was talking about. Okay. Here's my final signpost. I, Chris said that. Okay. Here's what I can do. So wherever you're at in your journey, I hope this speaks to you. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Speaking of coaching, uh, I would be remiss not to offer this. We have four seats left in our group coaching program. The one I do with Scott Goyette and myself. Uh, basically, it talks about looking through the lens of love and not fear. So we spent 12 weeks really talking about the opportunity for us to release the baggage that holds us down, the fear that holds us back, all the bullshit excuses that we have, and then also how to be able to embrace where it is that we're going, how to write a vision statement, a legacy statement that gets us excited about waking up every day and accomplishing that. So if you're interested in that, Hit me up. You can go to my website also as well, ChristopherRoush.com. Go to the group coaching tab. You can see all the information about it. But if you're interested, get in there. Get in there quick. We're starting. Actually, we're going to start uh, June 21st. I had to push it back a couple of weeks because I've been so busy with everything else. I just couldn't commit to doing that 12 weeks right then. So if you're interested, we got about four seats left. I think we're just keeping it to four, 12 or 16. I can't remember what the number is. So if you want to get on that, uh, please do. The, the information's all on the website. Uh, I think it's $8.95 per person and uh, $1,200 if you want to do it as a team. So we make a discount if you want to do it with somebody like a best friend or a husband or a wife or business partner, whatever it is. Um, so go commit to that today because I guarantee you, you will get your value out of that and more. Yeah, we've already done two groups of this and the results have been phenomenal. People say, I wish I would have spent this money before. I was always so cheap. I was always so this. I was always you know trying to pay bills and all this other stuff. But now you know, for 900 bucks, basically, you can transform your perspective in your life, period, end of story, and move on and have a kick-ass existence. So um look at ray i love you ray i love you i love you I love you You guys are all awesome um yes robert says i am talking about the higher power um and uh monica is uh she says uh did you let me into 75 her program group it's not showing up so i can post pics hmm let me find out monica do me a favor, Monica, DM me. So that way I have it in there because honestly, guys, I've been getting DM'd and that's the way it's helping me stay on track. So DM me, uh, and I'll, but I'm, I'm going to probably go back through and, and check it right after this. But um, admittedly, I'm fucking hungry. I have had uh, not much to eat today. Uh, <laughs> so not, not the best, uh, not the best example. Um, oh yeah. Barb, Barb's, Barb's in there. She says, I'm a female. Are you in the, you were in the 75 hard too. I haven't, I haven't looked at all the different names. Um, 
Um, oh, so, so Susan was just saying, oh, good. Okay, okay. So you're all good. Um, final comment here. Steve says, got to go back to work, brother. Thanks for all you do. You guys have said that before. Ray says all the time, thank you for what you do. It, it's, it's, it's my calling. It's just in my blood to do this. It's in my blood to help you. It's in my blood to share my experiences. It's in my blood to share my heart, to make this world a better place for who I was and what I've done. That's when I wrote my eulogy back in 2008. So what is it going to be for you? Out of this conversation, I hope I've inspired you. I hope I've motivated you. I hope I've energized you. But that's all I can do at this particular point. It's now up to you to take good old-fashioned pen to paper, whatever it is, however you, as you do it, and ask yourself again the question, what can I do? What's the one thing I can do by which doing so would exponentially increase the value of my life? And maybe if the one thing that's that the hugest is too much, take three small things, write out a tolerations list, write out everything you're tolerating personally and professionally and pick three and nail those three, pick the three easiest ones, right? And then pick three more. Start out at it from that aspect. If you want to do that, you know, without, if I'm not coaching you, I can't give you the direct experience, but sometimes that works better for people when I just tell them to do it that way. But exponentially, the biggest one you pick, it's going to be there for whenever. So why not pick it now? Why not pick whatever it is? Why not choose to eat shit for the next three years? Whatever it is you got to do in order to, to come out of the other side, stronger, wiser, more confident, more free. What we want in life, honestly, is freedom. I've really deduced that freedom, inner peace, inner freedom to be who we are, who we are, to say what we want to say, to be who we want to be with who we want to be, however we want to be. So the freedom comes from when we start making decisions that honor ourselves, that honor our highest good, honor our love for ourselves and one another, because we're all the same. Black, white, straight, gay, short, tall, fat, Democrat, sexual orientation, any label you want to put on it, we're all the same. And I'm about to put people in rooms with very differing opinions to prove that we're all the same. Like I said before, I'm going to dive into some of the shit that's going on as much as I really don't want to because it's telling me I don't want to, so I need to do it. That kind of thing, right? Sometimes we're told, oh, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I could tell you 10 reasons why I don't want to do it, but there's a bigger reason why I need to do it because I need to take my voice and my perspectives and the things that I've learned in life to be able to say, hey, you've got this opinion over here and you've got this opinion over here, but guess what? You guys are really saying the same fucking thing just in a different way. So once we start seeing that we're saying the same things in the same way, but differently, we can start to heal. And we start to leave this world a better place for our kids and our kids' kids. Because here's my goal and here's my dream and I'll end it with this. And thank you for listening up until now. My goal is that someday... Somebody picks up a book, preferably a history book. And that perhaps, I don't know if it's going to happen in my son's life when he's in school, but when my son is a dad, someday if he chooses to be, I want his son or his daughter to come home and go, that stuff that grandpa did back in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and 2023 and so on. They wrote about it in the history books about how that entire generation flipped what wasn't working on its lid and started by focusing on themselves and started creating the outward change and love that everybody was really striving for to begin with. But it all got separated because hurt people hurt people. And because ultimately it's up to us in our lives, what we're going to do for ourselves. And that's not selfish. That's self-love. I love you guys. I love you guys. 
anything I can do to help you, please reach out to me, private message me. I'm here to help. I'm here to, to serve. If you're interested in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, soul coaching spot with me, a singular coaching spot with me. Let me know as well. I have a couple of spots opening up now that my life is starting to open up again. My son thankfully went back to school today. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Mother-in-law was able to go back to uh, her home back in Chicago last week. So we're blessed for her and thankful for her. She was out here for a year and a half and it was amazing getting her to, to play with Jackson and just everything that we had. And it was a dark year. It was a tough year. But now that it's opening. So again, we go through those opportunities to come out the other side stronger and more victorious and less tolerable for all the shit that isn't working in our lives. I love you guys. I'm going to shut up with that. Peace out. 59 minutes and 56 seconds. I'm going to end it right at one hour. I didn't even think I was going to talk that long. I love you guys. Peace out. Be the change you want to see. All right.